Hey, it's Abby, and welcome to episode two of Unladylike and Unapologetic. So I'm really, really sorry that I haven't uploaded anything in the past three to four months. This episode's actually been recorded about four times now. So the first time I recorded, my laptop died halfway through recording. So I was super upset because I lost all of that footage or I guess all of that recording. But I was like, okay, I'll just re-record it, you know? And then the second time that I re-recorded, it wasn't as good as the first time, but I was like, it's whatever. Like, I'll, I'll just deal with it. And then as I was editing that recording, my laptop died again. So then I realized, like there was something wrong with my laptop it took me a while to figure out that it was my charger and my charger wasn't charging my laptop so I had to order a new charger and wait for it to come in and I couldn't do anything during that time and then when my charger finally came in it happened around a time when I was like super busy with work and traveling and stuff like holidays so I went to like Phoenix and Dallas and Albuquerque and Phoenix again and then Christmas and New Year's and stuff came up then I re-recorded for a third time so this episode kind of has like bits and pieces of the second and third recording so I'm sorry if it sounds really choppy and it was recorded around late September early October so it's a little outdated now so you might hear me interject during the editing process every once in a while to kind of like update you on what's happened since uh, October so the editing process is in January so just so you have like a timeline of like this was recorded in September October and then editing it again to like go back and update you on stuff is taking place in January just so you're aware of the timeline and I also want to say thanks to everyone who's been asking me about the podcast and asking me when the next episode's up. I know it took me a lot longer than I wanted it to, but for sure I still have a lot of ideas and stuff in the works for this podcast, so I haven't given up on it. And thank you so much for everyone who's shown interest and has continued to ask and who um, listened to the first episode and talked to me about it. Like, not just like, oh yeah, listen to the episode. Like, they actually like talked to me about the things that I said in the episode, which is super cool. So I really, really want to say thank you so much for all the support and to everyone who listened to it so far and I promise more episodes are coming soon so yeah thank you this episode's kind of long but I hope it makes up for the how long it took me to put it out I guess so please enjoy and just thank you so much for listening and supporting and waiting for this second episode So as I mentioned in the first episode, I work for an advertising agency and I love my job. I love my company so much. I love the work that I do. But the reason why I wanted to talk about my job is because I don't know how to describe my job. Like when people ask me, what do you do? Like, what is your title? I don't know what to say. Like even people within my own company ask me, like, what do you do? And I'm just like, "Uh, I don't know, because I don't really fit in one sort of department slash category. It didn't start off that way. It just kind of evolved that way. So now I really don't know what my title is or what it is that I do. And when people ask, I don't know how to describe it. So when I first got hired, it was, I got hired in January of 2019 and I got hired to, the title was account coordinator and I got hired to sort of like help my supervisor uh, with like small tasks so that he can focus on like the bigger picture stuff. And like, so I would just help with like sending clients the times that their commercials were going to run and counting the calls that we came in because we're mainly focused on direct response advertising which is kind of like results based where um there's like different types of advertising there's like branding advertising which is just like promoting the brand and then like there's like direct response which is more call to action focused, which 
which is like call now to like buy this product or call now to like book this appointment blah 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 and it's not like those cheesy like scammy infomercial types but we do do infomercials so it's more just like results based it's a different type of advertising so like branded advertising is more like long term whereas direct response advertising if the results are not working if we don't see calls coming in from a station we'll change the station because it's obviously not working for our client so we're always changing stations and trying new schedules and trying new hours in which something will work so it's pretty a fast-paced environment I guess because we have to like really focus on what's best for our client and everything like there's not like one size fits all type of advertising which is really cool and I really like that about my company so I was hired to kind of like help count the calls and send the spot times and stuff like that but only for like certain clients because we have a I guess a receptionist her title is also a coordinator so at first it seems like our jobs are similar but as I've evolved in the company I do so much more than just what she does so at first I started off doing like the small tasks but then I kind of started doing more and more like helping them with proposals so they can get new clients and then it's just kind of evolved more like I was helping traffic which is like sending the actual commercials to stations so that they can air them and it's just there's a whole bunch of like terminology and stuff that I'm not going to get into because it's like hard it's like hard for me to understand so let alone people who are not in the industry to understand but now I've kind of like dipped my toes into everything so like I'm not an I'm not a salesman but I sit in the sales team meetings and I help them out and stuff you know I expressed to my boss that I was interested in doing production and like helping with video stuff and editing the commercials and everything so every once in a while I'll be in the production room like helping them out or whatever so like one time one of my coworkers came into the production room and I was there and he was like whoa like you do everything you wear so many hats like you're in production you do proposals you do traffic you do spot times and I was just like yeah like that's me you know so I'm kind of like all over the place so it's hard to pinpoint what it is that I do and even my co-workers they themselves can't figure out what I do either they're just like what do you do like what department are you in and I'm just like uh I don't know but like that's what I like about my job and that's what drew me to it this whole episode is gonna be honestly it's just gonna be a fucking humble brag because I fucking love my job and I feel like I'm crushing it so there's nothing bad for me to say about my job it's all good and like I mean obviously like it's not like a perfect agency or there's not like not to say I don't have my bad days or anything like you know and like there's definitely room for improvement and areas to improve and everything and I'm obviously like not the best worker in the world or anything but for the most part I'm doing really well and that's just kind of like the whole episode is going to be like me bragging about how much I love my job and that's not everyone can relate to that because not everyone loves their job and stuff so I just feel so fortunate and lucky to love my job you know at least, at least for now you know what I mean like it's been, it's barely been the first nine months but I've always been lucky enough to always love every single job that I've been in even the retail jobs I've loved my jobs so maybe it's just like the type of person I am or I don't know and I've always known for every single interview that I've ever been in for like job wise I've always known based on the interview whether I was gonna get it or not always even the ones where I'm like oh I'm not gonna get it I wouldn't get it and then there were somewhere I was like I knew I was definitely gonna get it and then I would like I've never been wrong about that I have a really good intuition so when I went in for this interview they were interested in me because I um like I was going in for like coordinator position which was mostly like organizing and being really detail oriented and like data entry and stuff like that you know because I'm I'm good at that stuff so I was applying for jobs that required those skills but they were interested in me because they saw that I was interested in other aspects like script writing and video editing and stuff like that you know and because they're a small agency they were like oh well we're really small so we kind of do everything ourselves here like you'll be hired for one thing but because we're small everyone kind of does helps out and does a little bit of everything like 
like my supervisor he's a media buyer so he like buys spots from stations and stuff but he writes scripts all the time for commercials and you know what I mean so it's just like everyone does a little bit of everything they really like that I had a little bit of experience in everything so I could be easily like useful in other areas you know and so they they knew going in that it was my first post-college job they knew it was like my first media job at all and they said like oh that's okay because in here like you'll learn everything you know and I was like oh okay that's great and they were right like I learned so much through like being part of so many different like departments and everything and helping out in so many different areas I've learned so much because my agency considers itself to be a small agency and it is relatively small I guess compared to other agencies in California but I remember my friend Angelique told me that she used to work for an advertising agency and there was like five other employees or something like that like it was a really small agency so like that's legit small like ours is a full service advertising agency with like an in-house production team that does like the writing and the shooting and the editing and like we do digital and broadcast and like we do it all so it's like a full service agency and we started off at 30 employees and then since I started there's been like on average one person a month added to the company so we're like at 40 employees right now just as a 2020 update right now we're at 44 to 46 employees so I wasn't lying when I said that we hire at least one person every single month and Loki we're still hiring mostly for digital department so if you're into advertising and want to be in California or live in California hit us up because we're always hiring we really don't have any turnover rate it's really awesome like we keep growing and growing which is great you know what I mean like that's awesome I love being part of a growth like that and I applied because I'm really Really interested in advertising I love commercials I hate when people change the commercials which I know sounds ridiculous but I just love commercials I think it's like you have 30 seconds to tell a story and I just think that's like peak creativity that's why like vines and tiktoks are so great because you only have like six seconds or I guess however long tiktoks are now to tell a story and like that's just like brings out everyone's creativity so I just that's what I love about commercials is like the creativity that you can pull out to tell a story within 30 seconds or 60 seconds I guess whatever and I almost minored in advertising I say almost because my sophomore year I had like applied for it to be my minor and like filled out the paperwork and everything and turned it in and had like my advisor sign it and everything and then my senior year of college we were going through like my degree plan and he was like okay well like this is your last semester you're almost done you don't have a minor so that's good and I was like yeah I do have a minor and he's like no you don't and I was like yeah it's advertising and he was just like uh did you fill out paperwork and I'm like yeah you even signed it and everything and so he was like looking through my file and he was like oh like here it is and I was just like um okay what does that mean you know and he was just like well I never put it in the system so I was just like um okay and so he was like well let me see like let me see what your degree plan looks like if I put it in the system right now so he like put it in the system and then he was like oh well if we put it in now that means you need nine more credits to graduate which is basically another semester and like I was graduating that semester so he's like do you want to put it in and I was just like I mean I guess not like I would rather graduate so I was just like no I guess not like well I just won't have a minor and he was like okay so it's just like okay that's great like I filled in my paperwork like years ago and he never put it in and I was taking all of these advertising electives to fulfill that and it just like he ended up not doing it which sucks but I mean it's okay it is what it is because I mean I still graduated I still took the classes that I wanted to take and I still ended up in advertising you know what I mean so it's fine but truthfully advertising is not what I want to end up doing um my 
ultimate ultimate like end goal for my career is to write my own tv show i love tv shows i watch tv shows like as research i know all the writers i can tell which writer wrote which tv show like that's how much i like study it i guess or whatever so i really really want to write my own tv show that's my ultimate end goal but because i'm so interested in advertising i figured like writing for commercials is also like a good step in the door and i moved to california because i knew this is where the tv is like i I love New York so much and New York is where I want to end up everyone knows this about me they've known this about me since I was literally a child like I want to end up in New York but I had to be realistic with myself and tell myself like if I want to get into TV California is where it's at I can't be stupid and not go to California like this is where the industry is you know and so I remember like my senior year I told my mom I think I'm going to move to California because that's kind of like where my career is headed that's kind of where my career is supposed to start and my brother was coincidentally moving to California to live with his best friend in Long Beach and so because my brother was moving to California and then I said I was going to move to California my mom was kind of like let's all go and she moved to California too and I was just like I wanted to go out by myself but okay so I lucked out because because my mom moved to California she moved because she was like getting a divorce so like she wanted a life change or whatever so she moved to California I think in March and then I graduated in May and then like July I moved over to California so I lucked out with my mom coming out here first because I immediately had a place to go I had a place to stay without paying rent or anything you know so for the first like six months after I graduated I didn't have a job and I didn't really do anything so I was super appreciative of my mom for letting me stay at her house rent free you know what I mean and it was awesome because she didn't rush me into getting a job which was super relieving because my mom's always been like rushing me to finish college because it took me forever to finish college so she would always be super passive aggressive about it like she'd be like oh I just went to your cousin's graduation can't wait to go to yours and like stuff like that like she would be super passive aggressive about me finishing college because it took me a long time to finish for various reasons like I took some time off of school I helped my sister raise Rhiannon while my mom was overseas so there was a lot of reasons why I didn't finish school right away so for my mom not to rush me into getting a job straight out of college was super relieving because that's not something I was used to from her and I would tell her like for Thanksgiving like hey I'm really thankful for you supporting me um without having a job you know because like even she would even be like hey let's go out let's have drinks and I'd be like no I'm not gonna drink if I don't have money you know and she's like no 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 like it's fine like I'll buy you drinks and I'm just like how can you be so okay with spending all this money which is California is obviously a way more expensive place to live than Texas like how can you be so okay with spending all this money on like drinks for two people and like not care about the income coming in you know so I was just super thankful for my mom for supporting me and for never like pushing me on getting a job at all because those six months after college were super hard for me because I went from being super active super involved in school like being super busy with like homework and doing like editing projects and writing stuff and being involved in my sorority and like having a job and everything to suddenly like not doing anything at all and so like that abrupt 180 was super hard to adjust to because I was like not used to not doing anything like I said like I, I hate being stagnant so I felt super stagnant it was like an awful time for me you know so it was awesome that she kind of like gave me that room to breathe without any pressure and any expectations and and throughout the time like I was applying to jobs in California but it was it was hard because if you know me you know that I don't have a car so that was 100% my biggest issue because I remember at one point my grandma was the one telling me like well why is it so hard for you to find a job like do they not have any jobs out there and I'm like no it's the exact opposite there's tons and tons and tons of jobs in the field that I want to do doing exactly what I want to do but I don't have a car to get to those jobs you know so my job search was really really limited to 
being able to commute there from my city in like a reasonable commute. So like I had to be able to get there by a bus or a train or walking or something, you know. And I live in this like small town where people go to retire basically. It's not like a big city. It's not where like there's tons of media here. Like it's an hour away from LA. So it's not really like media friendly or anything. So I was getting like really desperate and I was just like, crap, like I really need to find a job. Like, you know, so I started applying to jobs that were not related in my field, like that were not media related because I was getting really antsy and I was like, okay, well, I need to apply to any job. I need to have income coming in soon because I don't like this feeling. I need to do something with my life, you know? So I started applying to like other jobs that were like not related to my field. Like they would be like front desk jobs, personal assistant jobs, receptionist jobs or whatever because that were like data entry related, organizational related, stuff like that because it's like stuff that I knew I could do. And, and so like as I was applying to those jobs, I came across this, um, well, I always I always knew about this idea where like you can go teach English in Korea and I've known tons of friends who do it and who have done it and who are still doing it actually and not just in Korea but in like various other foreign countries and you go and you teach English in that country and like they provide rent for you I guess it depends on it depends on which which program you choose but for the most part they provide rent for you so pretty much all of your income is disposable income and I've known lots of people who like pay off their student loans that way and I'm super into Korean culture because I've been listening to k-pop for like 10 years and I learned Korean and everything so I was just like oh why don't I do this like why don't I move to Korea and teach English and it was just like the more I thought about it the more I was just like oh this is my chance it was kind of like like I said in the first episode like it's now or never like I really really want to live in Korea so bad and this is the perfect opportunity so like if I don't do it now I'm never gonna do it because like the chances of me moving to Korea as I get older are very slim like they get slimmer and slimmer the older I get you know so I was just kind of like okay well it's now or never I need to move to Korea and teach English and then like fulfill that dream and then I'll come back and start my media career or whatever like you know and I was even thinking like if I moved to Korea like starting my career over there wouldn't be the worst thing either because they have a really um I don't even know how to like the way they write their their tv shows over there is completely different than the way Americans write tv shows but it's still really good like all the k-drama plots are super unique and super interesting so like writing for a k-drama there it would be just as fulfilling as writing a tv show in America I mean obviously like in America is more so fulfilling just because there's a bigger market but for me like writing a tv show in Korea would be just as great as writing a tv show in America so I was just like oh even if I moved to Korea to teach English and I somehow like ended up in like the k-drama industry that would be fucking awesome like that would be so cool so the only thing that you need to teach english in a different country is to have a bachelor degree and take this like teaching course or whatever and they offer them anywhere here in like online or in la and stuff so i was just like okay well because i was getting really antsy not having a job i was just like why don't i just start getting ready to take this uh teaching course to move to korea because like that was my plan of action i was like i'm gonna take this teaching course move to korea and in the meantime just get like any job that i can so i was like even if it's like a part-time job working at a bookstore or at the library or something as long as I'm like taking this teaching course and like getting ready to move to Korea to teach English that's great so like it came down to either I'm gonna teach in Korea and live in Korea which is what I've been wanting to do and then like do that for like a year to five years max and then come back and then start my media career here or if I I told myself if during that time I was still applying to media related jobs because I wasn't gonna like give up completely I told myself if I get 
a media related job then i won't go to korea like i'll just vacation to korea and like that'll be good enough and so um i was applying to all sorts of jobs media and not media related because whichever one came first was the path that i was going to take and it's not to say that i didn't get any jobs or or job interviews or job offers because like there were some that i got but i could just there are some jobs that I got that I could just tell I knew in my in my gut that it wasn't going to be a right fit like they would call me back for a second interview and everything and like after like much consideration I was like you know what I don't think this is going to work like something about it just I would rather turn it down than take this job and my mom like I said thankfully supported me and she was like okay yeah like don't take it if you don't if it doesn't feel right don't take it I'm like oh okay wow cool like she wasn't pressuring me into like taking any job and so I was like okay I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take it so I got hired by this temp agency and they would give me like small jobs on the weekends here and there and stuff as they like looked for jobs um that I would like to do and stuff and they would offer me certain jobs like hey like there's a job in Calabasas and maybe you should take it and blah blah blah. but I would turn it down too because I'd be like you know what like that's just too far of a commute for me like I said like I didn't have a car so a commute was a big factor in which jobs I could take or which ones I couldn't and stuff so there would be like jobs that I would turn down and stuff which kind of sucked so then I saw a job opening for my company and it was was, like much of the same like data entry organization skills and stuff like that and so I was just like okay like let me apply and then I immediately knew I was gonna get it because it was through ZipRecruiter and ZipRecruiter tells you when they look at your resume again and it gives you like little stats and it tells you like oh typically people whose resumes get looked at again are like 54% more likely to get the job and blah blah whatever so I knew right away I was like oh I'm gonna get this job like I knew it like I knew in my soul and I always have that sort of like maybe it's just like the Katie Kai in me because I remember when I rushed Katie Kai I knew for a fact that I was gonna get a bid like there was not for a second in my mind that I ever think I was not gonna get a bid for Katie Kai like I didn't even think it was an option until the day of pinning I went to pinning and I saw that not everyone who went to the interview was there at pinning so I was just like oh not everyone made it and I was just like oh I didn't even consider the option of not getting a bid like that's how confident I was that I was gonna be Katie Kai not once did I ever think what if I don't get it like you know what I mean so that's how I felt about this job I was just like oh I'm gonna get it which is on so conceited I know I know but I just I knew it I knew it in my heart and so they messaged me through ZipRecruiter saying like hey can we set up an interview or whatever but it was like around like the Christmas holiday so I didn't respond right away so like literally like the next day they messaged me on my personal email saying like hey can we set up an interview so I was like dang they really want to talk to me and so I was like okay yeah yeah, sure so we set up an interview and stuff and then I remember my supervisor asked me a bunch of questions in Spanish and I get really intimidated when people who are native Spanish speakers when they talk to me because I feel like my Spanish is inadequate and I tell him now like even now like today I love him so much I really 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 admire him he's one of my favorite co-workers and I tell him now I was like well, the way you speak Spanish is so intimidating to me and he was just like why and I was like because you use all these big words so I just feel like I know nothing like I understand what he's saying and everything but like whenever he asks me a question in Spanish I respond back in English because I get super intimidated to speak to him in Spanish even though I have no problem speaking to anyone else in Spanish like our production team all speak Spanish like primarily as a first language and so I speak to them in Spanish way easier than I speak to him in Spanish and I told him it's because I'm really intimidated by you and like your big words so like now every time he would come in he would come in using these huge words on purpose and I was like okay I guess I'm just never gonna speak Spanish to you so it's just kind of like this big inside joke or whatever but at the time during the interview he was asking me all these questions about like website building and stuff and I was just like oh my god this is like out of my league like I don't know how to explain 
explain any of this in Spanish, you know? But it was really important to him and to the agency because our agency is huge on servicing the Hispanic market because it's like 51% Hispanic in California, you know? And like, obviously that's like a huge demographic in America. And so like, that was super important. So I really like that my agency is super Hispanic market oriented. So for the most part, like it went well or whatever. And they told me like, we see that you're interested in doing a lot of stuff. And like, because this is such a small agency, you're going to end up doing a lot of stuff. So even if this job is for data entry or whatever, like you're going to end up doing the things that you like to do, which is like script writing and like media producing and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that sounds awesome. Like, that's great. Like most people may be turned off by that idea, but I really like that about my company because I really want to learn as much as I can about the industry and, you know, be involved in everything. So I really like that. And so I'm glad that they told me about that. And so they called me back for like a second interview. They're like, oh, now the owner wants to meet with you. And I was like, okay. And it was really cool because the owner is from Texas and my supervisor was from Texas. So we used to like joke around like, I only hired her because she's from Texas. And I'm like, good. Like, that's how it should be. Like us Texans got to stick together in California. So I just, I just really love my agency and how super like hands-on and how fast paced it is. Cause like, like I said, it's like mostly direct response related. So it's results oriented and like it changes with all the results and stuff. Like it's not just like one, one type of advertising and I'm like always doing things and like they're always throwing stuff on me but I genuinely like it like I thrive in being productive and being busy and stuff within reason obviously like you know but my ultimate like favorite thing about my company is that I feel so absolutely like nurtured by my company which sounds so stupid I know but like I've never felt more cared for like I don't know I I can't explain it because in my old job as a social justice advocate in tech I really felt this way too and that's just because it was a, such a safe environment because you know we were social justice advocates and everything so my boss was super open to hearing our opinions and it was just like a really safe space but this is a different type of nurture that I feel like like I said this is my very first job out of college my very first media job I have no idea what any of these terms mean you know like they throw all these terms at me I told him once the only thing that slows me down is that I don't know like the terminology that people use so I just have to like figure it out a little bit but everyone is so willing to teach me everything like if I ask a question they're so willing to teach me they're always like oh this is what this means and like they show me they'll like google something and like hey you see right here where it says add this is what this means and like when this means this and like one time I was this is when I started realizing I was a little bit more integral or more important than I thought because this one girl in our digital team she works remotely from Florida and she comes to the office like once a month or whatever but she emailed the entire sales department and buyers like media buyers and me this link she's like hey here's a link to all of these like prospective clients like these are like people that that salesmen can go after to try and get business for you know like she's like hey like here's like so she was throwing around all this stuff like like the score this score means this and like this website says this and their ads are showing up here and like she was throwing around all this terminology and everything the email is kind of just like hey here's a list of prospects for you guys to go after to try and get business from and everything you know and when I first saw myself in the email I was like is this a mistake like why am I in this email like I'm not part of I'm not a salesman this this must be a mistake or whatever like why did she cc me in this email but I was like okay it's whatever like I just want email who cares like you know and I even thought like oh she sent it, she sent it to the entire company but then I checked and I'm like no no, she didn't she sent it to like a select few people or whatever you know and then the next time she sent the email again she was like hey here's an update on the prospect list and blah blah whatever you know so I was just like okay so she sent it to me again and she like sent updates and everything you know and I still had no idea what she was talking about like she was throwing around all this terminology and everything so I was just like oh like let me just message her and ask her about it so I messaged her and I was just like hey like I'm not part of the sales team but um can you still explain what this means to me because like this is my first job out of college this is my first media job I don't really 
really know what any of this stuff means, but I'm trying to learn. So if you can teach me what all of this means, like that would be great. Like no rush, like just on your own time, blah, blah, whatever, like, you know. And so she responded and she was like, oh, that's awesome. She's like, you must be really valuable because Andrew, um, who was like the owner, he's like, he specifically requested that I CC you in this email. So it's just like, oh my God, like that's so awesome. Like I was requested to be in this email chain or whatever, you know. So she was just like, you must be really valuable. So I was just like, oh, like that's so sweet. Like that's so nice. And so I was just like, okay, cool. So then, then she like proceeded to tell me about everything that she was talking about. Like, oh, this means this and this means that. And so she like broke it down for me and everything. So like that was really cool. And like that was the first time where I realized like, oh, okay, like they want me to learn more about this. They want me to be part of this process. You know what I mean? I just, I love how supportive my entire company is. Like they are so willing to teach me, so willing to like help me grow as a person. Like I remember, oh my gosh, it sounds so wild, so wild because my supervisor when I first started out he would like tell me like hey you're doing really great like you're doing so awesome like blah blah whatever and I'm just like oh my god like so nice like I'd be like a month in or something like you know what I mean he's like you're you're working really hard like you honestly impressed us like oh my god thanks like that's great that's great to hear like you know and I remember him specifically telling me like stick with me and I'll have you making double in a year's time no problem I'm like okay and like now it's almost been a year and I'm almost making double what I started so I'm like oh shit he was fucking right because I have the mentors that I have at my job like I am able to succeed you know what I mean and like a lot of it is the skills that I bring to the table or whatever but like it's also them like recognizing my potential and like allowing me to grow and everything like I ask so many questions all day every day and they've never ever like gotten annoyed or gotten tired of answering my questions ever they're always so willing to help and so willing to like answer my questions you know and I remember one time I was telling the owner I was like yeah like I asked so many questions and I'm like so sorry or whatever and he's like no that's how it should be like everyone should want to learn more you know because like I genuinely just want to learn more because the more I know the more I can help the more prepared I can be and everything you know and so I was like yeah I have so many questions like all day every day and he was like good if there's ever anyone who's not receptive to your questions let me know because that's not someone that we need on our team and I was like oh dang okay they're just they're so supportive and they're so like I said nurturing and I guess it's because I'm the youngest relatively compared to the rest of them so I feel so babied but in, a, in like a good way like I remember one time one of my supervisors he asked me like to print out a proposal for him because he had to meet a client soon so I was like okay so I was like printing it out for him but I didn't know how to put the proposal together like I never bound it before so he was like showing me he's like oh this is how you bind our proposals and everything so he was like showing me like here's a little spiral thingy here's a little hole puncher thingy or whatever like you know and I remember like as we were doing it I remember I was thinking like oh my god I'm messing up like I'm slowing him down because like I had messed up something the spiral wasn't going in right so I had to redo it so as I was thinking like oh my god I'm slowing him down like the second that thought came to mind he said look at how good you're getting at this already he's like soon you'll be doing this like a pro in no time and I was just like oh my god like I was feeling so bad for like I was like oh my god I'm slowing him down I'm so awful like he's not gonna want me to do this for him in the future and he was just like oh my god look at how great you're doing already so I was just like holy shit like it's just like that type of environment I love that environment like I love being nurtured and being like mentored like I admire him so much I love him so much and like obviously I say that in like a platonic way or whatever because I'm a cancer and my love language is words of affirmation so I tell everyone that I love them but like I love him so much because he was just like he's just so willing to teach me everything you know and, like they actually legitimately send me emails like with even like little like important flags like hey this is super important and it'd be like thank you so much for all your hard work couldn't have done it without you and I'm just like oh my god like that's so nice like that is such a nice ugh, I just love that type of environment I love my coworkers so much I just feel so nurtured and, and it's nice to be appreciated and to know that my work is helping them out like that's what I was hired for you know what I mean and so I initially started off you know just helping 
being like one salesman and one buyer and like helping with the spot times and the call reports and like putting proposals together for their clients but I soon evolved into doing so much more for the agency like I would send traffic for like two of our biggest clients which is like a lot of stations so I would have to like send them traffic and help other salesmen with their proposals and every once in a while be in the production room trying to help here and there you know so I just I really like that my job allows me to do a little bit of everything because like I remember I talked to the owner and I expressed my interest when I first got my first raise I expressed my interest I was like I really like what I'm doing obviously like it's what I was hired to do but I am interested in doing digital which was like digital marketing like social media or whatever and all stuff and he told me he was like okay well digital is a lot less creative and a lot more technical and I was just like okay yeah you're right that's totally true but he was just like but if that's what you want to do like you can like you know learn a little bit more about it so I was like okay and then I remember like immediately after that conversation I started being approached by the digital team more often like hey we need help with this proposal like hey I want you to like help us do the social media for this one client and blah blah blah, stuff whatever you know so I was just like okay like that's awesome like my interests are being taken into account in my job like you know what I mean like I expressed my interest in doing digital and the owner of the company immediately was like okay let me put her on the path of doing what she wants to do you know what I mean so I was just like wow this is amazing like I love having a company who cares about my interests you know and I mean soon after that the digital team started growing like exponentially like now they've like tripled in size like all the people that we've hired are mostly for the digital team which is insane like so as soon as our digital team started growing and growing and growing I was kind of just like okay well they don't need me like they don't need me to do digital because they have plenty of people doing digital you know which was fine because I remember I talked to one of my coworkers. he was like my, one of my favorite coworkers, and I talked to him all the time and stuff he told me like he's another one of those people who really like mentors me and gives me lots of advice and lots of guidance because he's been in the industry for so long and everything so he told me like it's great that you're you know branching out and doing things that you like to do and like trying a little bit of everything because that's what drew me to this company specifically being able to do a little bit of everything you know he's like but make sure like they don't take advantage of that and make sure you set your boundaries for what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do like don't let them take advantage of you like don't let them like don't do more than you're willing to do don't do things that you don't want to do like focus on your career and what you want to do and so I would talk to him and I'll talk to the owner and I'd be like my issue is that I love all forms of media that it's hard for me to focus on one thing that I love to do like I love advertising I love writing I love social media I love video editing you know so I, I love so many aspects of the media industry that if I am offered like hey can you write a script here hey can you edit this video here hey can you do this here I'm like yes 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 yes, yes. like I want to do it all and like obviously I know not to like overexert myself not to uh, stretch myself too thin like I've kind of learned my boundaries you know over years of doing stuff but he had a point so his conversation had me like really thinking like what do I want to do with my life like what do I want to you know like what what do I want to do with my career and everything and as much as I love social media because I do and I think it's great and I will defend social media till the death because I don't care people are like oh people are on their phones too much people blah, blah blah whatever I don't give a fuck like I'll be on my phone 24 7 I don't care it's how we get our news it's how we sell stuff it's how like it works I don't care but like I was thinking about it I was like what do I want to do and I was just like don't forget that your end goal is to write for tv you know and I was like okay well that involves production because that involves writing commercials and all that stuff so I was just like okay well I want to write for commercials I want to be in production I want to I want to produce so I was just like okay so I talked to the owner and I told him I know I said it, I mentioned that I wanted to do digital but I actually want to do production like I've decided like this is what I want to focus on you know and so he's like okay and I expressed to the production team I'm like hey like I just wanted to let you know that I'm interested in doing production I have experience in the software that you use and everything like so I'm interested in helping you know and once again like the owner was in 
immediately like, okay, like, let's see what I can do to get you at, at a shoot. And he'll ask me like every week, he'll be like, what days are you free? So we can take you to a shoot and blah, blah, blah. Like, what what are your freest days and everything? Because like all of them are like, okay, yes, it's great that you want to do this, but make sure like it doesn't get in the way of your actual work. So they would ask me like, what days are you free? What days work for you? And we're filming a shoot in the studio if you want to pop in and, you know, just like stuff like that. So it was really awesome that once again, my interests were taken into account and by me expressing them like hey this is what I want to do in this company and immediately it was like put into effect where it's like okay like let's get you doing what you want to do you know and so like that's what I love about working for a small company so like yeah working for a small company where you have to do a little bit more than what you're supposed to do in traditional agencies can be tiresome and like especially for people who've been in the industry for a really long time they're just like ugh, at my old agency I'd have to do this at my old agency this was taken care of by someone else and at my old agency this is not whatever like I get it but for someone who's new like me it's super awesome because I get to try everything you know but yeah like I talked to the production team and I told them like hey I, I really want to start helping you guys out I can do this and this and that but like I said the only thing that slows me down is the terminology so like they would be like okay just make sure to like save it as this and do this and that and drop frame this and that and that whatever like they would throw terminology at me that scares me so I'm just like that's what slows me down so I end up asking them like okay like what does this mean or like this or like I like will ask questions like is this how I do it mostly because I was only asking for confirmation not because I didn't know how to do something you know but because it slows it slows me down it slows them down like production's always behind on everything I just I feel like it came off more as like I don't know what I'm doing you know what I mean so that kind of sucked and I found myself a little bit more busy lately doing other stuff that I haven't had time to go to production but one of my favorite co-workers he'll always tell me like hey don't forget like how are things going with production like he'll always tell me like hey how's your goal doing like for production and everything you know he's like you should talk to Andrew and be like set deadlines and set goals and like in three months I want to be full-time in production and stuff like that you know so it's really cool to have co-workers who are looking out for me and looking out for my best interests and looking out for my future and my passions you know like they're just like don't forget it's easy to get tied down in all of this work but don't forget to think about yourself and your career and what you want to do so they're always just like hey like how's production going have you popped in there this week and have you done this have you done that like have you asked him can you do this and so it's super cool like I said like I feel really taken care of in this company because people genuinely want to see me succeed which is crazy like it's so awesome and like when I was with my ex-boyfriend and we would talk on the phone I felt so bad because he hated his job and he would always complain about it and always like it was just like not good for him you know so I felt terrible being like okay well my job is amazing my job is great and my job's going awesome and like I have the best work environment blah blah you know like I felt terrible talking about it to him like obviously I wouldn't not talk to him about it but like it did hold me back sometimes and that's just that was one of the issues in our breakup and stuff but um when I told the production team that I was interested in you know helping out they kind of would give me like little tasks here and there and like I haven't really been able to really prove myself because I've been really busy with like my other work and stuff but one of the departments that I used to help out in called traffic he just hired an assistant to work for him like full time because I was splitting my time between helping him and helping my supervisors who are on the sales team and now that traffic has like their own assistant I have read up some more of my time or whatever you know but it's only been a few weeks so I don't have all that 
free time yet so I haven't been able to like dedicate time to go to production and like really show what I'm capable of um but now I'm hoping now that traffic has their own assistant that I won't be needed anymore and then my supervisor he does so much that I can't I couldn't possibly like do his job like without him there but I tell him all the time like you can give me more work to do like I'm ready like I'm ready to take on more work and it's crazy because he will always be like okay from now on you're gonna start doing this and I'm like okay like the next week I'm like okay like how do I do this like I'm like okay I'm ready teach me like teach me how to do this or whatever and he's like oh I already did it so I'm just like no like the whole point was for me to do it you know and so he'll always have me like oh from now on um you're gonna do this and then like when I tell him like okay like how do I do this or whatever he's like oh don't worry about it like I'm gonna do it he's always saying that he's gonna give me tasks to do from now on and then he like continues to do them because he's a really hard worker and he he's like a workaholic so he like works all the time and I tell him like the more salesmen we get the more gets loaded onto his plate because he has to help them so I tell him like you can give me some of your work like some of the more day-to-day tedious stuff that I can do like you can give it to me you know and he has the intentions of giving it to me but he is just such a workaholic that he doesn't but yeah like he told me recently like okay we're gonna try and you know get you to do more like media buying and everything I'm like yeah yeah because yeah. I had a recent conversation with the owner again because I got a raise well because I asked for a raise and I remember when I asked for a raise I told him I'm asking for a raise because I feel like I lowballed myself when I first started I was like fresh out of college from Texas didn't know the value of a dollar in California and shit and I was like and I just feel like my quality of work deserves more and he was like okay well come up with the proposal like to let me know like you know he was like even if it's just like a bullet list like let me know why you think you deserve this raise or whatever like you know and I was like okay and so I told him like I told him like it's an investment in your company like invest in me to invest in your company he's like oh for sure like it's definitely an investment and blah blah whatever like you know so it's like okay like let me come up with this proposal and you know so for like after I left that meeting I was like okay crap like I have to make sure I'm really gonna present my case well you know and like two weeks later I just got really busy so like two weeks later we'll be having our, our sales meeting and everything and like it's just so crazy because co-workers would like randomly in front of him be like oh my god thank you so much for that thing that you did on Friday like you really saved our butts and I'm just like oh you're welcome like it's cool it's whatever like you know like no problem it wasn't a big deal for me to help like I'm just doing my part to help our agency do well you know but like they would happen to say it in front of the owner and then like during our sales meeting uh one of my supervisors would be like oh yeah she works really hard in doing this and counting the calls and doing this and blah blah whatever like it's so, like they would like randomly compliment me and I'm just like dang like first of all it's super nice it's awesome like I love them so much it's really nice to hear that even though I don't mind doing the work that I do like I don't do it to like get a thanks or anything like that like when people are like oh thank you so much I'm like dude it's literally fine like I want to be a team player I'm 100% involved in this company like I am ready to like make it succeed or whatever you know but it was just crazy because like they would happen to say these things in front of the owner so then he called me to his office and he was just like hey what happened like I thought you were supposed to give me this proposal to like for him to give me the raise or whatever and I was just like to me that tells me like dude I want to give you the raise but you gotta give me the proposal first like we agreed upon you know what I mean it's like just give me the raise and go dude like come on so I was just like yeah yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to gather my thoughts so I know how to defend myself well and he's like you know how to defend yourself it's not like he's like I'm not trying to like knock you down whatever and I was like oh no yeah, I know that I just mean like I want to present my case well because I want you to know that it's worth it and blah blah and he's like no yeah of course and everything it was just awesome so then like the next day happened to be like a really hectic day for the entire company so like I had my like letter written out and everything and I put it on his desk and because it was like a super hectic day I didn't expect him to read it that day but then he came in and oh he gave me like he gave me like our pay stubs because like it was payday that day and he gave it to me and I happened to open it and I noticed that there was a pay increase so I was like oh shit okay and it was only half of what I was requesting in my pay raise or whatever 
like only half of it but it was like I was just like okay this is good enough you know and so when I gave him the letter in his desk and he wasn't in his office at the time so I didn't expect him to like read it or whatever but then he called me into his office and he was just like hey I read your letter thank you so much for writing it and stuff and I'm like oh you read it already he's like yeah of course why wouldn't I and I was just like oh well just it's just been a really busy day I didn't think you were gonna get to it today like I thought maybe over the weekend or something he's like no this is important to me of course I'm gonna read it I was just like oh like that's so nice like this is this is what I mean like everyone is so supportive and cares for me and cares for my career like you know so he was like did you happen to check your pay stub and I'm like yeah I did and so he's like oh it's only like half of what you were asking and I was like yeah yeah I know and there was like some not personal stuff but I'm not gonna get into the details of what was in the letter but like he really gave me a lot of advice and everything and he was just like okay like well I know that you asked for this much but I only gave you like half or whatever he's like let's see um because I told him in the letter that I wanted to be more in production like I was like I really really enjoy what I'm doing but I want to be more involved like I don't want to just gather the data I want to be more proactive I want to like help instead of like gathering the data to put things into proposals I want to be the one to be like okay this is the data that we should put in a proposal you know what I mean like I want to be behind the thought process of it all I don't want to just gather the info and then put in a proposal like I want to create the schedule myself and blah 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 like I want to be more proactive and stuff and then I thought really long and hard about what I want to do with my career and everything like as far as the company goes you know because ultimately my job is to write for TV but this is my first year in this company I want to focus on my future in this company first you know so ultimately I do want to end up in production but I thought about it really 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 long and hard and I don't want to solely do production because I've found that I really really like networking with station reps and I really like emailing with them back and forth and like building this relationship with reps through email and stuff whatever you know and I like when they reach out to me and not my supervisors and like I just really like building that network relationship and if I were to move to production full-time I would lose access to people in the industry because production people don't really communicate with others very often I guess like they mostly like edit the videos and like if you're shooting and stuff obviously you're gonna network and everything and people are gonna know you by like your work and stuff but it's just gonna be a different type of networking and I wasn't really ready to lose that networking opportunity that I get from helping the sales department so I told him in the letter and everything I told him I was like I don't want to only do production and I don't want to only do this like I want to do both and I think as I start managing my time better because I've become so efficient at my job and doing it really fast and quickly without you know making mistakes or anything I think I can do better and I can do both like half and half basically but it's going to obviously take some time and it's going to be a transition period and you know trying to like give me more work he's like we're obviously not going to throw you in all at once and everything you know we just kind of like little by little I'm like yeah sure so he was just like how about for the first 90 days like with this pay increase like we'll see how it is we'll see like what type of tasks you can take on you know now that traffic has their own assistance so my time is more free like he's like okay let's just see how this goes for the first 90 days see what kind of work you can do in the next 90 days we'll see about the other half that you're requesting and everything so I'm like okay yeah like that sounds great so yeah like I just I really appreciated being taken seriously and like he said like people getting this much of a pay increase so quickly isn't normal like it isn't like natural or whatever but I feel like I've proved myself and my grandma told me like with every pay raise comes more responsibility so now that I got another pay raise like okay I really really need to work harder to like make sure that it's worth it you know what I mean make sure that he made the right decision so I really want to prove myself and work harder so like that's kind of my goal for the next few months is to you know be more proactive and doing stuff and I really want to make sure I make an effort in being in the production room and everything because that's something I 
keep talking about and I keep saying I want to do and because I'm I get so intimidated I kind of talk myself out of it and like my coworker always tells me like no like go in there and do it like you know what I mean like go ask them for help they'll tell them like oh it's because I don't want to intrude like if they're not asking me for help I don't want to go in there and like bug them or whatever and he's always just like no like go ask like you're never gonna do it if you don't just go in there I'm like okay yeah yeah, yeah. so I want to be more proactive and like helping production now that I'm gonna be less busy and everything my focus is to be more hands-on in the stuff that I'm already doing and then be more present in production and help them out and stuff and it's crazy because we have this one producer who's super creative like he writes the commercials and everything and he's really good at what he does he's a really good producer a really good editor and a really good script writer and everything and as soon as I expressed that I had interest in doing production he immediately came to talk to me and asked me like all these questions and gave me advice and everything like oh like are you good with this and you good with that and he was like giving me tips like do you use the mouse more do you use the keyboard more and I was like um I think I use the mouse more and he's like okay well don't like familiarize yourself with the keyboard because it'll make you so much more faster and efficient and blah 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 like so he started giving me all these tips and stuff so I'm like okay he's right and he was just like if you're really serious about it like start practicing at home and blah 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 and I told him like yeah I've done it before I've used the program before I just haven't used it in a while and like the stuff that they do like intimidates me so I feel like I don't know what I'm doing and so he's like just start practicing at home take tutorials and everything I'm like okay okay yeah like you're right you're right and so I did I started you know like messing around at home and like I would sit with a producer for like 10-15 minutes and like they would show me some things and I I would pick up so many things just in those 10-15 minutes so I'm just like wow like this is amazing and so every once in a while like he would you know give me all these tips and like lectures and like give me advice on like what I want to do and like he would tell me like oh this is what we need in production and he would just tell me like just stuff about like how to be a good asset to the production team and everything like you know he's like start practicing this so that when we need you in production like you'll be ready and at one point we even sat down for like an hour and he like did this whole editing lesson with me taught me so many things that I didn't know and like you know it was just like it was awesome so I was just like okay like this is awesome that this guy took the time out to like sit with me for an hour to teach me a whole bunch of stuff and like I really appreciated him teaching me stuff because he does things really fast and really efficiently and everything so he was just like do it this way and it'd be so fast it'd be like boom 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 like super easy it's like you need to make 20 commercials for one client this is the easiest way to do it and blah 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 or whatever you know and he's like if you need to make a paid programming infomercial like this is the easiest way to do it and so he was like giving me all these tips which is really cool and everything and like he would come down and talk to me every once in a while like just you know just give me advice and everything and then it kind of like abruptly stopped and then I would see him and like we would smile at each other like oh hi hi whatever like you know it's like fine it's whatever and I just kind of noticed like oh I, I guess he doesn't like every once in a while I would, like step into the production room and ask for this and ask for that or whatever I remember finding it odd this producer hasn't really approached me or hasn't really talked to me or you know given me tips or he's the type of person to be like oh why don't you just do it like this is your chance to prove yourself or like you know what I mean like he's really like opinionated and like he's the type to be like okay how about you give it a shot like show us what you got you know what I mean so I was really surprised that he kind of stopped telling me to go for it kind of stopped giving me advice and telling me like oh this is what we need in production you know like I just I was kind of surprised by it but I was just like maybe he's just so busy because he's a really busy person I was like maybe he's just so busy that he doesn't have the time to teach me anything anymore he doesn't have the time to like stop and chat for a while or anything like you know it's just like okay it's whatever it is what it is like he's really busy and it's okay because I'm really busy too maybe that's just how it's been but recently like a few weeks ago I talked to him and we somehow got talking about production and I told him like oh by the way I talked to the owner and I expressed my interest in doing production again now that traffic has their own assistant my time is going to be freed up more so I really want to get in production again so he was just like oh okay like that's good and it was it was only because we happened to be in the same place at the same time like 
for an extended period that we got into that conversation. So we just kind of started talking about production again and how I was super interested in doing it and everything. And he said something that threw me off completely because I told him, I was like, oh yeah, like I talked to the owner and I told him I was super interested in production still. And I kind of want to like start splitting my time half and half. And I want to be more involved in the team and like, you know, just help out here and there, blah, blah, whatever, you know. He's like, oh really? You talked to him? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I did. Like I told him myself, like I'm interested and I've always been interested and I'm reaffirming like I am interested in doing production. And he's like, okay, wow. Because he's like, I actually approached him myself, like the owner. He was like, I actually approached him myself and I was told to stay far away from you. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, I was told you cannot have her. She's too vital to this team. And I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah. Like he told me, he's like, you cannot have her. She's too vital to the sales team. Like she's an integral part of keeping this team together. So you can't take her. So I was just like, what the fuck? I was so blown away. I was like, what? And I was like, he said that. And he was like, yeah. And like, I was, I'm equal parts offended because I was just like, okay, I really want to be in production. So what the fuck? But I'm equal parts like flattered. So I was like, holy shit. He said that about me. I'm like, I don't, I think I do nothing. Not that I don't do nothing because I know I'm working, you know, I was like, I feel like I'm doing so many small things that doesn't really matter. But like when he said that, he's like, yeah, he said that you're too vital to the team. I was like, what the fuck? That is so nice. Like that is the nicest thing I've ever heard. Not ever, but like, that is so nice. Like that's insane. Like what the fuck? So I was kind of just like, oh wow. Like I didn't really know how to respond because like I am flattered and I am grateful, you know what I mean? Like, but I'm also like, but I really do want to do production. But I think because I've talked to the owner and stuff, I kind of made my intentions clear and how I can or how I plan to, you know, manage my time and split my time and everything. I hope that the next few months I can find a balance between both where I'm kind of helping both teams out and not stretching myself too thin and doing what's best for my career and what's best for the company. And I don't know, just helping both teams. Because I think the producer that I was talking to, he kind of does a lot of stuff on his own. Like he has, he works for like a lot of clients kind of outside of the agency a little bit. And so because he's always so busy with like that other stuff, I think the owner was kind of just like, no, you can't have her for your stuff. We need her for our stuff, you know? So I think if I make it clear, like, okay, I'm here to help this company and focus on like this company's clients and not like our other company that he works for, it's complicated. Then I think he'll be a little bit more receptive to letting our producer help me and everything. Cause I really do want to learn from him because he's really good at what he does and he's he's a really good teacher and he's really efficient and he's super smart and he's a really creative person like ultimately he does what I want to do which is write commercials and like one time I even saw him storyboarding and I'm like fuck that's so cool like that's the shit that I want to be doing you know what I mean like so the more I can get tips from this specific producer the more it'll help out my future career in the long run you know this is editing Abby here to report that since this was recorded I definitely have been in the production room way more often just last week I was in there every single day and I'm mostly in charge of editing radio spots which is super simple and like a good stepping stone into doing a lot of the more heavier projects that they do in the production room so it's a really good stepping stone for me and I'm really proud of the radio spots that I do and I really wish that my friends and family can like hear them like hear the spots that I edit so I can be like oh my god I created that spot I edited that spot and stuff but most of the clients that 
we advertise for usually air on stations that my friends and family would never ever listen to on a normal everyday life so there's no reason why they would ever like be listening to the station and come across a spot that I edited for whatever reason you know so that sucks but yeah a lot of the radio spots that I mean I think all of the radio spots that our agency needs are now created by me which is super cool so yeah just updating that I am in the production room a lot more than I was at the time of recording this and that makes me super happy but I still want to do more and so that's just kind of where I'm at in my career so far it's been nine at ten months almost and I fucking love my job so much I love this company I love this environment it's grown so much and I'm super happy to grow with it and help it grow and it's crazy because sometimes I still feel really new but then there's so many other people who came after me it's crazy and I never realized like how important I am to the team until I hear these types of things and like it's just really great to be so well taken care of and to know that my input is valued and that they really care for me and my they have my interests at heart and everything you know i'm just really glad that i work at a company where my interests and my career are being taken into consideration and my time and my interests are valued and i just love my coworkers so much they're so nice because i'm the youngest of my sales team like there's obviously like the digital team they're all young people and around my age and stuff but i don't really talk to them because they are in a different building and everything or like different office and everything everything so I really ever talked to them for the longest time I was the only girl in the sales department and as soon as my other female coworker joined um she's also a salesman it was like a breath of fresh air because I am such a girl's girl so I was just like oh my god thank god like it was awesome and she she's super outgoing and super charismatic and super like social and she reminds me a lot of my best friends Jasmine and Angelique and it wasn't until I met her that I realized oh I'm super drawn to women who are like that who are social and outgoing and charismatic and stuff because I don't feel like I am or if I am it takes me a while to get that way and I'm drawn to girls who are like that because they bring it out of me or whatever so I was like not only did I look out and having another female co-worker in my department finally but she's so much like my best friends and like has the traits that I look for in my friends so she's like super easy to gain confidence from her and it was just like it added a breath of fresh air to my work environment and everything and it's just like awesome to like have her around and everything it just like adds a new dynamic to my work group and she kind of made everyone else more social like so now she kind of like forces more people to go out for lunch and stuff which is super cool like it's super cute I just I love my job and I love my company so much like so 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 much you want to know the wildest thing when I first started this job it was in January the first week of January because I remember they called me before Christmas or I might have been like right after Christmas that they called me and they said like how about you start on in January because we don't want you to start the week of New Year's because we're not going to be here and blah blah so just start like first week after New Year's I'm like okay so I started in January and at the time my mom was applying to jobs because she didn't really like her job so she was applying to other jobs and at like two weeks into me getting this job she got a job offer in San Diego I think maybe it was a little bit more pay but it wasn't enough well enough to justify the move and my mom wanted to take the job because 
she was she didn't really like like her job so she wanted to get another one that was gonna help her in doing what she wants to do which she wants to work for Arab like I don't even know what my mom does like she um right now she's a parts buyer for airplanes but she wants to be an airplane mechanic and stuff like that and she wants to like deploy overseas and stuff like she used to so this job offer that she got in San Diego was her foot in the door towards those types of jobs and stuff you know so she really wanted to take it this was two weeks into me getting my job and so she was like okay uh, I'm gonna take the job in San Diego so quit your job and move with me and I was like what and she was like yeah quit and like move and I was like there's no way I'm quitting because I knew in my heart like I knew I have a feeling like I can feel it in my gut that this job is gonna be good for me I felt it two weeks in and I mean I felt it since the interview so she was like yeah just quit and I was just like no I'm not gonna quit like this is a good job like you know it was a job in Thousand Oaks so it wasn't that far of a commute like I just had to take one bus and it was like right there and so she was like yeah don't worry like you'll find better jobs in in San Diego and I was just like first of all San Diego is four hours away from LA I was like it's so much further from LA whereas Thousand Oaks is only like 30 minutes from LA why the fuck would I move four hours away from where I want to be like if I want to be in media it's in LA so she was like who cares like just move you just started you'll get a new job in San Diego I was like no number one it took me four fucking ever to find a job that I want to be doing within a reasonable commutable radius um like here in this area and number two San Diego is so much further from the media industry that I want to be so it's, it wouldn't be practical for me to start media over there when there's there's no close connection to LA and everything you know like number three I can tell in my heart that this is a really good place for me to start like there's no fucking way I'm quitting two weeks in and like how does how is that going to make me look like hey thanks for the job but never mind I'm going to quit two weeks like fuck no am I going to quit and so my mom and I got into this big old fight and I was like I'm not moving like I'm not moving and I was like you can move if you want to but I'm not fucking moving you know so my mom was like okay I won't move until you're ready until you have an apartment and blah blah whatever and she told me that she's like I won't move until you're ready and then like a week later she's like by the way my moving date is this date I'm like okay what happened to you? you're not going to move until I find a place and stuff you know so I was just like this is some bullshit because she gave me basically like two weeks to find an apartment um maybe like three weeks so I had basically until then to find an apartment and it was the most stressful time of my life because I obviously was starting a new job and then I didn't have in retrospect I feel like I started off really low salary wise so I had a really low budget to find an apartment and the cost of living is super fucking expensive here in California you know so I was just like trying to find an apartment within my budget that was also close enough to commute because I don't have a car as many people know so the entire time was so hard trying to find like literally thinking about it right now is giving me like fucking PTSD because it was so hard because it was just like either the place was too expensive or it wasn't close enough to my job or there was no way to commute there like it was too high up in the mountains that there was no way like there was no bus that ran by it and stuff like that you know and basically like the way I was getting paid and with the way rent was and stuff it was basically like my entire paycheck was going to rent and I would only have like like three-fourths of my of my monthly salary was gonna go to rent and that would leave me with like $500 for bills and food and shit and so it was super stressful because even the places that I would look at that were like rooms in someone's house was just like not commutable and stuff so it was just there was always something wrong with it there was no commute it was too far of a commute and it was too expensive like I was I could not find a single place that was like all three or whatever you know like all the qualifications that I needed it was it was super stressful I remember like I broke out like crazy and stress breakout it was awful like my entire lunch was taken up by calling apartments and everything and asking how much rent was and for availability and credit checks and blah blah like it was just it was awful 
and my mom was still like trying to convince me to move to san diego or whatever and i was just like no i would rather struggle finding an apartment because i knew that's how good this job was for me than move to san diego okay so i realized that i'm not explaining this correctly it's just like all over the place so my mom got a job offer in san diego for the exact same amount of pay and they weren't even going to compensate her for the move so to me it wasn't justifiable to uproot our entire life when i just got a new job and move us over and move my brother over in between schools just for the same amount of pay and i told her why don't you ask for more money like to make the move worth it you know but to her getting her foot in the door was enough whereas i'm constantly telling her ask for more ask for more like you deserve more but she's like no just the opportunity is enough and i'm like no that is not enough like just ask for more but the thing about my mom is that she always she always jumps at the first option i'm like this is literally your first job offer like how about you hold off and wait for something closer or wait for something with more money like don't take the very first offer that you're getting but my mom doesn't think these things through so she's just like taking the very first chance she gets and it screws us over all the time like she doesn't think long term also keep in mind that when i started this job i was two weeks in that i had maybe one paycheck in and maybe one other paycheck coming in that one paycheck is not going to pay for first month's rent and security deposit and like i was only working with like two weeks to find an apartment and i needed that much money to put down for the first month which i wasn't going to have based off of working for two weeks you know what i mean like that's why i was so fucking stressed during that time the fact that my mom gave me little to no time to search for something so that's why i was like so fucking stressed and upset that she wasn't considering any other option even when i was presenting her with this information i'm like okay if you leave me here i will be stranded with no car no family no nothing and like i'm okay with that or whatever but the whole reason why i was like so grateful for my mom is because i was like finally i'm gonna live somewhere rent free where all of my money can go towards saving up for a car and then the second i got a job it was kind of like nope never mind you're gonna have to pay for all that all over again so you're not gonna be able to save yet again for another fucking 10 years or whatever the fuck you know what i mean like it was the same thing as being in college all over again where all of the money i was making was going back towards rent and living and stuff so i was just like how is this supposed to help me out like this was supposed to be beneficial for me to save for this you know and then literally literally the night i finally found an apartment like to like rent an apartment with this other girl like she was renting out another room because her roommate was moving out and she was like hey like how about you come visit and check out the place and everything the rent was reasonable and the commute was like within distance and it was close enough to la that i was just like oh since i go to la on my weekends this is actually closer to la like it's gonna be super easy to go to la now it was just everything was lining up i was like okay so my mom and i went to go visit the place and she was super nice person and it was awesome like it was just it was an awesome place it was like a cool apartment and everything she was a really nice girl the room was really cool and whatever like you know so like literally that night it was like a thursday i remember it was a thursday and my mom and i left and we're like okay like that was a really good place like it seems like you know it would be reasonable reasonable commute like and everything and so i was just like okay like i got it so i was like texting with a girl and i'm like when can you come fill out like the paperwork and everything to move in because i told her like i need to move in asap and she's like good because i need someone to move in asap and everything because my mom was scheduled to move like on fucking monday and shit so this was like thursday or whatever you know and so like the next day was friday and i had told her okay i'm gonna go fill out the lease and everything today after work and then literally the next day my mom texted me and she was just like um i don't think i'm gonna move after all she's like i turned down the job in san diego and i was like 
what why and she was like oh because like i was just thinking about like what are you gonna do when i'm not here like you're not gonna have any money left over after rent you don't have a car to get anywhere and i was like are you fucking kidding me i've been telling you this since you got this job offer i've been telling you over and over like how am i supposed to survive with no car and no money for rent or whatever you know because i remember i was like that was my main complaint or whatever i was just like i've been trying to save for a car and now that three-fourths of my money is gonna go to rent i'm never gonna be able to save up for a car ever like what the fuck you know and i remember my grandma was like who cares about a car you don't even need one i'm like okay so how am i gonna get my groceries how am i gonna go to the doctor you know what i mean i was just like i told my grandma like i have no problem commuting i have no problem taking the bus i've been taking the bus for years and fucking years i was like my brother crashed two cars got one car stolen my sister crashed two cars they all get their like help from my parents how come i don't get that help ever like i'm the oldest one and like i fucking need a car like i cannot still be asking people for rides everywhere and still be taking the bus and shit you know what i mean they tell me the excuse of well your brother needs a job don't i need a fucking job too like i was like i need a car like how am i still not able to get a car and no one's helping me after all these years it's just ridiculous like it was ridiculous i was like how much longer am i gonna not have a car because everyone else is so much more important i remember like telling my grandma this i was like when is it my fucking turn to get help for a car like it's like my sister's car breaks down all the fucking time she gets help all the time whatever and i get it she has kids i get it my brother's a drug addict and he needs the help or whatever but when is it my fucking turn to get help because i'm not fucked up i don't get help like it's bullshit okay editing abby here i realize that i sound really whiny here but in my defense like for some reason my my family equates going to college with success which I guess makes sense because that's what everyone tells you you know but I don't think they realize that going to college costs so much fucking money obviously you know what I mean like going to school and working part-time to pay my rent left me with no money I was never going to be able to save up money for a car during college because I had to pay for rent and all this other shit in school you know so to them it was kind of like well you don't need help you're in college I'm like how does that I don't see where that equates you know so that's kind of where I'm coming from where it's just like they think that because I'm in college I'm doing better off than everyone else and I don't need the help whereas like I do need the help because I can't save enough money for a car and I get it like my sister does need the help and my brother does need the help but don't I need help too like why do I constantly get sidelined every single fucking time so I told my grandma this I was like this is bullshit that I have to choose like deal with not having a car because my mom wants to have a job in San Diego and the literal next day my mom was like never mind I decided not to take it after all and I was like are you fucking kidding me and she was like yeah like because I started thinking like what are you gonna do like without a car here what are you gonna do if blah blah whatever and I was just like are you fucking kidding me you put me through weeks and weeks and weeks of stressing over looking for a place non-stop and then literally overnight you change your mind I was so mad and so I remember like my coworkers knew that I was looking for a place and everything and then when I told them I was like oh my mom literally changed her mind overnight they're like what and I'm like yeah like that's my mom doesn't think things through like she doesn't think long term and when I point out the long term to her she like doesn't comprehend it until like way later she's like oh my god but what if this what if that and I'm like oh you mean like, like exactly how I've been telling you from the beginning yeah like those are things that I already thought about so yeah like that happened like the first two months I guess of me having my job and then like three months in I got a raise so I like I remember I told her like you see like this is why I knew getting this job was going to be good for me like I knew in my heart this was going to be a good fucking job 
job and now I'm making almost double and I'm close to making double what I started with in a year's time which is exactly what my supervisor promised me he's like just stick with me and you'll be making double in no time I'm like bet and it was fucking true I just knew even though I had stressed for all those weeks and I was super upset at my mom and my family and everything I knew it was the right decision for me and I knew everything fucking happens for a reason all those other jobs that I turned down all those other jobs that I was like thinking about but didn't do like even though thing in Korea like all of it led to me being here you know what I mean it's crazy because I had this intuition from the get-go about other jobs and this job and I'm like yeah this is this is it this is the one for me and I'm super happy there was no way to not humble brag I'm doing really well and I hope to continue to do well and I really want to grow and I can't wait to see where this takes me you know like I'm just getting started I cannot wait to see how much more I can grow and it's so great to be in an environment that allows me to grow and encourages me to grow and everything you know so I can't wait to see what else I can do and I'm really happy about that so yeah I know not everyone enjoys their job or likes their job which sucks it's the shittiest feeling to not like your job obviously because it's a necessity you know what I mean like you need to have a job in order to survive and everything but I'm just really lucky and I'm really fortunate to have found such a great job straight out of college and I'm a firm believer in intuition and that everything happens for a reason like super firm believer in the fact that everything happens for a reason so I know that all of the I guess the six months post-college that were really really hard for me turning down certain jobs and not being able to apply for certain jobs that I wanted to it all led to this and to being able to start at a company that's relatively small where I would learn so much and grow so much and hopefully can continue to grow and it's not small enough that it's not impactful or anything like it's still big enough that like the networking opportunities are there the, the learning opportunities are there and everything so I'm really happy about that like it's not just like it's not like a small company it's super laid back super casual like I've never seen the owner in like a suit or anything it's a super chill lax environment I still kind of dress up business professional because being in Katie Kai and you know doing chapter and stuff just ingrained in me like what business professional is but there's people who go in like workout gear and like spaghetti shirts and flip-flops our dress code is all over the place and sometimes I try and dress like casual with jeans and a t-shirt and like tennis shoes but I feel so underdressed all the time so I can't like sometimes I think why am I dressing so professionally like why am I dressing in like a dress and heels like when other people are not dressing this way but then I'm just like I try dressing casual and I'm just like ugh, I feel so it just doesn't feel right to be dressed like that in an office even if I see other people dressing in like leggings and stuff like that like I just I, I can't I just feel too uncomfortable like but yeah I just this is just my way of saying I love my job and that's literally pretty much it I just wanted to kind of explain a little bit of what I've been doing in California and it's really cool to see our clients on tv all the time it's super cool it kind of sucks because a lot of um a lot of our clients are like localized like to LA and stuff so my friends in Texas they wouldn't be they wouldn't see them or anything only some clients are like more national but not all of them it's really cool to see them on tv to see the billboards whenever I go into the city and everything like I'm like oh my god it's our client like I mentioned in the first episode, I was hiking to the Hollywood sign and they pointed out uh, one of our clients. So like it's super cool. It's like be able to see in here and, you know, just see our accounts out and about and stuff. It just makes me feel like, damn, like I'm really doing it. I'm really out here like in California, like being in media and shit, you know. Every once in a while, the owner will offer me like tickets to like Universal and stuff like that. And when they release the lineup for Jingle Ball in December, BTS is on there. And I'm like, holy shit, like we work with so many iHeart states 
stations like i need to get tickets from a station rep like if i can't get it like what's the point what's the point of working with these station reps if i can't get these tickets like come on like my hard work has to be rewarded in this way like i really hope i can get those tickets so bad that would be just be like the perfect way to end my first year working for the agency to be able to get these jingle ball tickets to fucking see bts and lizzo oh my god Oh, that would just be amazing update in january 2020 if you follow me on instagram you will see that i did in fact end up getting those jingle ball tickets for free and seeing bts and lizzo and all of these other artists so hell yeah it was fucking worth it like this job and its perks is fucking worth it so thanks for listening i just wanted to say listen to your gut and listen to your intuition and think about the long game like being impulsive and jumping at the first opportunity is cool and it does have its perks here and there but think about the long game like I turned down so many other jobs because I thought long term and I was like this isn't gonna work out for me like this isn't gonna be beneficial for me so I waited out my options until I knew this is the one like this is the right one for me so waiting until I had the right job was so fucking worth it to me because every single perk and every single thing that I love about my job was worth waiting for which is kind of how I've always lived my life like I've always waited to get exactly what I wanted because I knew waiting was going to be better than just like hassily rushing into something just because I wanted it that badly for example I wanted the quintessential American college experience with like the frat parties and the sororities and the school spirit I wanted all of that out of college so that's why I refused to go to UTEP because it was such a commuter school and it didn't have the environment that I was looking for and And because I wanted that specific college experience, I waited to, I mean, obviously there was other circumstances in between that didn't let me go to college straight out of high school, but it was worth it for me to wait until I got the right school to experience all of that. And once I finally did go to college, I did go to tech and get everything I wanted out of college. To me, I'm like, oh my God, like the wait was so fucking worth it. Like it took me longer to get what I wanted, but God damn, it was fucking worth it. So to me in my experience waiting until the right one comes along is so much better than just grabbing the first thing that comes along so that's just like my advice definitely make moves to make shit happen obviously but think long term and don't get desperate enough that you're gonna want to jump at the very first opportunity if obviously if the circumstances allow you to and I just happen to be at a time where I could afford to think long term so I'm not saying like obviously like turn down every single job until you find like your perfect dream job that's not what i'm saying because this is not my dream job i want to write my own tv show but make moves to make it happen like if you're unhappy with your job start applying to other jobs in the meantime and just wait it out until you find the perfect one that makes you finally take the leap but don't jump at the very first one you know what i mean oh my god i swear to god I swear this episode must be cursed or something because in the middle of editing this final version after recording it three times and editing it one and a half times, my file got corrupted. I don't know how. I didn't touch it. I didn't do anything. I just opened it the next day and all of a sudden none of the audio wanted to work at all anymore. So I had to re-edit it for a third time, which is blowing my mind. Like some of my changes were made. It's just like no audio was working. Like I 
don't even know how to explain it. So I don't know what is up with this episode, but it's cursed. It's finally done. And I'm so sorry that it sounds so shitty and so choppy and the sound is all over the place because it's recorded from like four different days. So I'm really sorry about that. But this won't happen next time while we have the next episode recorded and one day it sounds a lot smoother. So thanks so much for your patience. Thanks so much for making it through this entire episode with all of the weird shitty sound quality and choppiness and stuff thank you so much for supporting me for listening for still caring about the podcast let me know what you want to hear in the future thank you again so so much for listening and i will see you or you'll hear me next time bye